Namaste and welcome home to Women's Journeys, a place full of enlightening conversations where incredible women talk to me about their journeys, the good and the bad, the twists and the turns, and how they got to be where they are today. Allow their journeys to inspire, empower, and uplift you. Even though we all have our unique journeys and destinies, it is comforting to find that ultimately everybody goes through the same things. My name is Olivia. Join me on an inspiring journey to help you find your own light. Today's story is about Alba. Alba is an actress and a YouTuber, and we talked about so many interesting things, going from meditation and the chakras, to her struggle with her eating disorder, to facing your fears, not putting too much pressure on yourself, and so much more. It was such an interesting, enlightening conversation, and I think that Alba is so inspiring. So get ready to be inspired by this week's episode, and please welcome Alba and her journey. Hi, Alba. Uh, Thank you so much for reaching out and wanting to be on the podcast with me this week and sharing your journey. I'm really excited to have you. Hello, Olivia. Thank you so much for having me and for giving me the opportunity to share my story and to be on your podcast. I love what you say. I love all your episodes. And yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, I love it. Um, So maybe you can just start with sharing with us who you are and what you do in life. Yes, so I am 21 and I'm Italian. My mom is German. And since I was a young kid, I wanted to be an actress. So I went to high school in Italy, but I always wanted to learn English and to go to drama school outside. So when I was 16, I went then to Canada for one year to learn English, to do like a high school exchange. Mm -hmm. And that's where I've learned English. And then whenever, when I um, had my 18th birthday, I decided to move to London, to the UK, to, to start applying for drama school. And so I spent one year in London, just basically working and making connections. And I made a lot of amazing people that really encouraged me to, to follow my path of acting. I followed in love even more with what I wanted to do. And I did a lot of acting co- courses. I... I really, it was really a big discovery for me. Um, and so then I got into drama school and I went to drama school. Um, and now I've just, well, with coronavirus now, I've just kind of finished earlier and I was supposed to have my show and everything, but I was not able to. So now I'm um, finding an agent here and like trying to audition for drama school. But yeah, I. I'm an actress mostly, but I also, I love to write. <clears throat> so like I'm writing a screenplay at the moment. And like, I also want to go a bit into writing, but acting is my main passion for now. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And I love how you're really following your heart kind of, because yeah. I don't think like going to acting school and wanting to pursue that is something that a lot of people would dare to do but if it's really what your heart is calling you to do yeah. then it's so I, I had um yeah I had a really like hard call because I was gonna for a long time I got discouraged by like rejections because when I was in high school I did a film when I was 11 and then I continued to audition but I kind of had a lot of rejections um and I did just small smaller things after and I got very discouraged and so I decided I want to do fashion for a while 
and I remember going to my the fashion, the test for getting into this fashion school and that night not sleeping and be like what are you doing like you don't want to even be here and so I just woke up the next morning I was like no I'm not going to do this and I just decided straight away I was going to London Wow, that's beautiful. Wow, I love it. And it's so and so London really called to you. You really wanted to go to London specifically. Yeah. Yeah, because I wanted also to go to America, but it was so complicated and very expensive. So I like started to find dramas, the best drama schools and they were in London and I also wanted to get out of Italy because I was feeling trapped. So I decided to leave and london i followed in love with london straight away so okay um you also have a youtube channel yeah maybe you could share a little bit about what you mostly talk on there what you like to share yeah sure so i started my youtube channel not a long time ago and i really kind of was a call of that too because i well i've been struggling for with my eating disorder for a very long time and I got to a point that I was really, really tired of it. And it was during coronavirus mostly that I was just like reflecting a lot. And I got this call that I really wanted to help other people. And that like I discovered that all of those years struggling, it was like, I felt recognized. I felt like this is what I had. Because before I didn't really know what was going on. I thought that something was wrong with me. And then I realized I had something that I had to, you know, get help. And when I had this big discovery, I realized that I also wanted to encourage other people to get better, to get help, and to see that it's not their fault and there's nothing wrong with them. Like, there are other people that go through this and that, you know, there is help and there's nothing you can't do to be better and you deserve to be better. So I had this... I've been reading a lot about eating disorders and I got really passionate about it. So I decided to start a YouTube channel. And so, yeah, I started and I love it because also it gives me kind of like a big motivation whenever I feel a bit low or a bit like, oh my God, what am I doing? And and maybe I'm a bit ridiculous to do this. And then I, re I remember that, you know, it's something that really makes me passionate and I really show my true heart self in there and like I give all my heart to that because helping other people is something I've always been very passionate about so in my youtube channel I share kind of all my experiences and all my stories and whatever I know that I'm noticing that made me feel better and strategies that you know you can use to help yourself or to think when you feel very low so I think like through my experience I try to help others and I also do some food challenges and do and things that can encourage others to seek for help and to you know get better mm -hmm. but I basically show my experience and talk about my eating disorder and how to how to improve your relationship with yourself yeah I think it's it's so powerful you touched on um, for, for a second there, I think about starting your YouTube channel and how maybe it was scary of like, what am yeah. I doing here? But I think it's so powerful that you just did it anyway, because you really wanted to do it and you seem yeah. really passionate about it because mm -hmm. it's not always easy to start something that allows you to be seen and, and heard. And, um, I don't know, maybe you were scared about what other people may think. Um, what were yeah. some of your insecurities around that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, not a lot of people knew 
um, especially in my Italian kind of, yeah, in Italy here, all of my friends from high school and a lot of my family didn't know, no one knew. Uh, just some of my friends in England knew. So I was really scared of putting out my, because my first video was my story where I shared everything. And so many people messaged me and I was so scared that on one side, I was so scared that that was going to happen because I didn't want to be identified as someone with an eating disorder, but I wanted to be identified as Alba that was struggling with something. And so it was so hard. I was, for a lot of days, I've been thinking about, oh my God, what people are going to think, like, they're going to see me now. They're going to be, you know, sorry for me. And I don't want that. And I thought, oh my God, like I've, after I'm coming out with this, you know, I, there's no way back and I can't hide myself anymore. And on the side, like it's been like that because a lot of people have come to me asking how, how I was, but it's been so amazing that it was not in the sense that I thought. So like people feeling sorry for me or like just looking at me weirdly, I don't know, or it was more so much support and people really showing so much love for me and respecting what I was doing. And also I was scared because I thought like, you know, maybe in the future, my future, if I have auditions and things like that, someone can Google me and can find, you know, and I was scared that people were gonna identify me as, you know, Alba with an eating disorder. And so I had a lot of doubts around that. And, but then I realized like, I don't care what other people think, like this is me. And I've been doing this for my whole life, trying to hide it. And I was just like, it never helped so I'm just gonna do it and it's been it's been the opposite of what I thought it's been great and I don't regret it at all mm -hmm. I think you sharing this can really inspire other people to maybe do that thing that they've been wanting to do but they're scared yeah. of doing it because they're afraid of what other people may think I had the same thing when I started mm -hmm. my Instagram mostly um, I was like, oh my God, what are my friends going to think? What are my family going to think? But at a certain point, you have to think about yourself because otherwise yeah. you're not really doing anything. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I think it's so important when you said, um, I don't want to be identified as Alba with an eating disorder mm -hmm. because it's something that you go through and it's something that you can help other people with, but it's not who you are. And I think that's so important because last week I talked to this amazing girl, Kavi, and she dealed with sexual assault, but actually we didn't th talk about that at all during the podcast. Like we only touched on it for a little bit because, mm -hmm. and I thought that was so powerful and important because at first I was like, maybe we're going to talk about that. I don't know. But then it ended up, we didn't end up talking about it. And I was like, well, it's so powerful because, you know, um, she's not like the girl who got assaulted, you know, she's so much yeah. more than that. Just like you are in the girl with an eating disorder. You're so much more than um, just something that you struggle with. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe you can walk us through a little bit about what is helping you or what has helped you on your uh, struggle with that. With yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so I think for me it's been very awakening because I realized that my eating disorder, I've let go of the idea that the eating disorder was concerning food and body. And for me it's been really important to understand that it was to food and body, it was not what was causing me my eating disorder, but it was my coping mechanism. 
So I think for me realizing that it's been so important because I've started to go back to my past and realizing where are the where are the parts of my life that encouraged me to find coping mechanisms because I couldn't find any other way to cope. And it's been a real beautiful and also sad like journey in the past where I've tried to you know see little Alba and and understand what she had to say so this is the first thing that really helped me to was the one of the first big awakening moments realizing that it was not about the food and the body it was about me being sad and me I didn't know how to express my emotions for a lot of the time and I had to use that so so knowing that really made me think like now I can't go back anymore to you know all those behaviors because it's not it's not going to help me on long term I want to feel good I don't want to have this depression or I don't want to have this anxiety I want to resolve this problem forever um so realizing that and trying to look very much into myself and trying to think what is really that I need has been very helpful. And also, so when, once I did that, at the beginning of my journey, I started to read a lot of books about eating disorders. And there's a really good book that's called Eating by the Light of the Moon, where this woman explains eating disorders with, with using myths and stories. And that book really, really interested me because also she says that, you know, a woman has to recognize what is her inner voice, what is her inner hunger or what is her inner coping mechanism, what is she missing? And I realized so many things that made sense in my past. And so I've started to meditate a lot. So whenever I would feel very anxious and very bad or... I have these panic attacks sometimes and whenever I do that I try it's weird to say but I try to close myself in myself so instead of being with other people I like to be with myself and to meditate and to do an inner child meditation or chakra meditation I've been really into chakras lately and finding those meditation I noticed that I was calm and that I was starting to get out of my head. And that's been so important for me because um, eating disorder, I think, are a lot in your head and what you think and all these, these voice and all these abusive voices that you have. And you just have to get out of your head in any ways that you can. And for me, it's been so much rooted into me that any other coping mechanism that I try, like go for a walk or... I don't know, trying to read or watch something, it, they don't help completely, but really, I shut all the lights, I put some like candles on, incense on, like I do a proper kind of meditation altar, and I really meditate for that time, and even though my, my thoughts might not be completely positive afterwards, I feel like I'm into my body, and I think that's very important, because I don't know how to, I didn't know how to be into my body before. I always felt just discomfort. I was feeling like, oh, you're fat or like, oh, you're disgusting. And this applied to many other things in my life. Like you're such a failure. Like you didn't do this well. So you're a failure. It was everything like dismiss, dismiss, dismiss. Like I can't be here. I can't do this. And 
being into my body and be like okay this is my body and like it's fine like it's my friend it's not something that I have to forget or that I can't look and just feeling all my sensations um it's been really helpful so like regrounding meditation or meditations where you feel your body your breathing that's really helped me um and yeah, as I said, in getting interested in chakras, it's been amazing. I, I'm really into chakras now. I don't know. I just, I've just been studying them a lot. And every day I do a chakra meditation and I'm starting to understand more. And I bought these meditation cards. They're chakra um, wisdom cards. And so I do some readings for myself. And there are some meditations for every card. Um, and also I've been doing goddesses meditation, which I know it's a bit woohoo, but I had a really, I don't know, I had a really weird, like, I don't know, I, I had a really connecting meditation with this goddess and it also really helped me. And then I think like more self-soothing things that work instantly are going for walks and just being in the nature. I think it really helps because we're all like there's all this city and like all these images that you get thrown at and I think just getting in the nature and be like you know there's so much more than just all these pressures social pressures to be in a certain way there is like just the nature the trees the water I don't know so getting into the nature any kind of nature that I had around the house was really helping mm -hmm. so yeah and also I think opening up when you feel like, when I feel like, and I know that is a good moment, I I like to talk about it with friends that I know that can understand. And this is another thing I've started to learn what people are really good for me and what others I have to avoid being around with. Not because they're a bad person, but they just they don't serve me as something positive and I don't think that maybe they have the best intentions and before I used to throw myself into any situations and now I prefer to surround myself with good people so when is a good moment for me to talk I like to talk but most of the time it's just being with me and kind of heal that part of me that was very hurt mm -hmm. wow you said so many wise things I'm so I know, happy I've just been rambling a little bit sorry <laughs> no, I love it I love it there's so much to talk about um yeah like you were saying about friendships um I think when you're going through something like that or when you're struggling in any sort of way mm -hmm. you really get to see who your your real friends are in a way yeah. and who um, is actually there for you when you want to talk and when you don't want to talk and it's so important to find connection and I'm really happy for you that you have some people Thank in you. your life that you can talk to about that um, and what you were saying about like feeling the pressure from the outside world it's such a real thing and then also the pressure from ourselves I feel like maybe Definitely. that's the case for you too like we tend to put so many, so much pressure on ourselves and until we actually sit down and maybe meditate, we might not even realize it until yeah. we get into our bodies and be like, huh, actually, I don't have to do all of this right now. It's okay. And it's okay to just go out for a walk in nature and meditate exactly. and not do something for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. And um, yeah, I really like how you, um, you know, I'm really happy for you about how you found meditation and and I think the chakras are so interesting as well. So if you yeah. want to share anything about the chakras with us, you're welcome yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. So I I didn't know really about chakras. And then um, 
I I was just kind of reading about it because I was very interested. I was trying to find any kind of meditation that would work well for me. And I did some yoga, like also I do some yoga for to help and I did some yoga for chakras. And after I was feeling so like open and I've read about it and the fact that I think, I don't know, I just think it's so true that we're all, all the the seven chakras of the root chakra and then second chakra, the solar plexus chakra, heart chakras. I think that they're all like points of energy that we have and that sometimes they're blocked. And so I noticed that I've been reading about this and I noticed that for sure I had something that was blocking me. Like for example, I didn't really found I didn't really feel very grounded like I had a foundation that I knew who I was and that I felt safe around me and so I realized that maybe my first chakra was blocked and that I needed to start to heal it and to make it work so I, I started to do more and more meditations and visualizing those lights and like those source of energies I don't know how it happens, but I think it was the easiest kind of meditation that I could do. And I started afterwards, I've started to feel so good and so like centered and open to the world that I, I started to love it and to research more about it. And I think if, you know, if maybe you're someone that don't really believe in, in those things, but like you can think about if you don't want to think about like, oh, I see my chakra, like this is my first chakra, this is my second and it's here and it's here and I have to do this and this to heal it. You can think about, you know, we have so many emotions that are connected to the chakras and you can think about like, only if you think about, okay, like, am I rooted? Do I feel grounded in my house? Do I feel creative? Do I feel like there is something in my life that's blocking me? Or do I feel like my, I can't really, you know, my voice is blocked, like maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be the voice chakra, but I felt that for me, identifying some points that I had to block, unblock uh, was really helpful and really calming. And I think like it actually works. I don't know. I felt so many improvements in my life. Like, for example, my heart chakra and my voice chakra, I felt like they were really blocked. Like I couldn't really speak out for myself and my heart. Like I was not really able to show love to others or to receive from others. And working on those and meditating on those, like I feel like now, I don't know, there's so many positive things that happen in my life and I've been able to talk so much more, to be more expressive and to put boundaries to other people that before I was not able to. And also I'm feeling so much more grounded slowly and I know that I have to work on those things. So I think it's really interesting to understand what, you, what there is that you have to work through. And I think you can understand it with so many things, but I think for me, chakras has been the simplest and most affected way. And it's, I don't know, I just felt so much energy releasing and so much energy receiving that I never felt before. I was someone that never really believed in meditation. I couldn't do it. I got so distracted. And now I do it even without guidance. I just meditate on, on that. And I always feel amazing after. So... I think, and there's so much history behind it that, you know, I'm starting to learn about it. I'm not an expert right now, but I want to, I want to learn more, more because it's so interesting. I mean, like, you know, it's something that 
it's a studied thing since years and years and years from many religions and many sage people. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think Do you like chakras? Are you familiar with the meditations? You looked very like like you knew that what I was talking about. Yeah, so I did a yoga teacher training. So um, we touched on the chakras okay. there as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a, a Reiki healer, level, level one. I don't know if you mm -hmm. know what that is. No. Um, but basically what we do is we um, heal people's chakras as well. But like okay. you're, you're laying down on a table and then you kind of work with the energy of the person and you try to balance out the chakras and sort of release the blockages that are there so that they mm -hmm. can walk out all centered. And what I've noticed oh. is uh, the number one thing is always the, the feet, which is the root chakra, yeah. always needs a lot of energy because yeah. that's the basis of all the other chakras. So, um, you know, if the root chakra isn't like totally grounded and totally like on point, then the other chakras aren't going to be, um, yeah. you know, it's more difficult to work on them as well. But I think it's so... It's so great what you're doing when, because I feel like Reiki healing, I love it so much. And I think it's really powerful and it really helps people. But at the same time, it's sort of a temporary fix in a way. Mm -hmm. For instance, someone can come to me and I know this, their, their throat chakra um, isn't totally balanced and I try to balance it out for them. But then, for instance, maybe a month later, they come back and it's the same thing, you know, and then I balance yeah. it out again and yeah. maybe they come back a month later. If you don't like work on the root issue and the actual cause, um, then nothing's really going to change in the long run. And so I think it's really I mean, I think it's really beautiful how you're really digging deep in your inner child and you're digging deep in all of your chakras and really trying to find out what's going on there and actively yeah. working on them. I think that's so powerful that you're doing Thank that. You. Yeah. Thank you. And it's true what you were saying about meditation, how you were saying that in the past you were like, it was more difficult yeah. to meditate. Or I think for a lot of people, I mean, for me, it was that way as well. But then when you actually go through something, like you went through something and I've gone through my own things and then you just sort of find these things or they find you and then yeah. they just come on your path and it's like oh this really works and for some people it's meditation for some chakra meditation for some yeah. other kinds of meditations or yoga but everybody's got their own sort of techniques i hope eventually to like yeah help heal them on their path yeah and i think it's so important to find your own way because some what works for me maybe doesn't work for you and mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day when you figure out what is works best for you and you recognize it is so powerful and you can just get better yes yes yeah um another thing that you shared with me what you maybe wanted to talk about was mm. the power of overcoming your fears and delusions and i thought that yeah. was really interesting and i was intrigued so i was wondering what you would like to share about that yeah so i don't know um i think even like I think with the eating disorder, with the recovery, like with starting to understand what was going on in my head, I, I really, I really started to look back and I really analyzed my psychology until now, like how I was acting and why I was doing those things. And I realized that the majority of that wasn't me, but was my eating disorder. And they, this wasn't just with food, as I said. So yes, like food, I was, you know, controlling my food and everything, but it was with everything and I don't know, like I I was so scared of throwing myself into things or what other people were saying and 
um, I realized that so much of that was such a critical voice inside me. And for me, that was still my eating disorder. It's still that critical that you can't, you don't stop to hear all the time in your head. And it stopped me to do a lot of things that now I'm realizing all those delusions that I had from maybe like the rejections or delusions that I had for myself, as you said before, you know, like maybe I put my expectations so high for myself. Like if you're not going to arrive at this point, at that moment, you're a failure. It wasn't like, you know, if you don't get here, maybe like next time you can try and, and put it a little bit down, you know, it was like, if you didn't get there, you're a failure. Like you're horrible, you're a horrible person, you're a lazy person and you'll never get where you are. And so for so long, I've been going on with this path of thoughts like, okay, you didn't get here. And at, at some point I just started to give up and be like, um, I might as well not do it because it's never gonna work for me. And now that I'm going through my recovery uh, and facing all those things, I realize how much I'm scared of so many things. So I don't know, apart from food, it was like just being social in life, just being around some people. And I think learn that you have to overcome those fears. Otherwise, you'll never get out of it. You know, like if you don't face them, you're never going to understand that actually what you were scared of it's not that scary and you can do it so since like a few months I started to every time I feel very deluded by something I try and look at and be compassionate to myself and be like okay like maybe you didn't do well maybe you could have done more but I'm not gonna be deluded by myself like oh you've you the urge delusion but I'm gonna think how can I do it better next time? How can I, maybe I've set my expectation too high, so let's put it slower, you know, let's take it slow. Or sometimes you have to say like, okay, come on, like next time you, you give it like half an hour, or one hour of study, for example. And so, um, and I started to do the same with my fears. So I don't know if I was scared of going out or if I was so scared of eating something or doing something I would not normally do. I would throw myself into it and it's been I had to practice it a lot and it's still there are some some things that I still am afraid of and but I think facing my fear in those facing my fears has been very helpful for me and it's been very awakening because I realized that so many things I was scared of are not scary at all and actually they can give you so much more and I think for, you know, for me was discovering, you know, and learning about my eating disorder that helped me to understand this and to try and face my fears. Because if I don't face what I'm scared of, I'll never go forward. I'll always remain in the same bit, even either with food and with my life. And for someone else can be another block. But I think learning like what you're really scared of, are you scared of what other people think? Or are you scared that you're going to be deluded by what you're doing and why and analyzing why and maybe try to do something a little bit smaller and take it slow and and it's going to be you know such a big i think such a big relief if you if you face what you you thought you could never do and then you realize you can actually do it and i think you know there's so much to learn and so much to grow from that 
because people that never face their fears they remain like their little bubble and I realized you know I don't want to stay in my bubble if I want to get somewhere mm-hmm. so like setting the expectation so high I think is just not good sometimes because it can it can for some people it can be that bubble of like I'm okay so I become scared or I've become you know I'm scared of delusions so I'll never go there and so I think it's so important to really look up what you're really scared of and why and what you can do to try to face your fear because it's going to give so much power to you and to other people and yeah mm-hmm. that's just yeah, it gives you so much power when you do that one thing that you were so afraid of, and then you yeah. do it, and it's like, huh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It really is. I don't know, for me, it was, for example, in my YouTube channel, I shared some fears of mine with food, so I, you know, I ate a burger in front of a camera, and I put the whole video on YouTube, and for me, it was you know, something, it was something small, maybe for someone like, you know, eating a burger, but for me, it was such a big thing. And when I actually did it, I realized that, yes, maybe I will, maybe I was scared, maybe after I'll feel a little bit bad, but then like, you know, I've done it. And I thought like, I was, you know, before, like, I don't know, four or five months ago, I, I would completely freak out in front of a food like that. And it's not about the burger. It's not about that thing, but it's about actually sitting down and be like, okay, I'm facing this and I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Or for me, sometimes was like going out with people I didn't know. And I started to do that. And actually, you know, I've met, I'm having the best summer I've ever had because I'm trying to say yes and to, you know, face those things that I was never I was never doing and mm-hmm. they're bringing beautiful things because you know you can meet someone that you know actually is just a very interesting person and can can give you you know some help in what you want to do and you never know who you can meet and what you can find mm-hmm. definitely um if you would like to give a piece of advice or share one thing for anyone who maybe is struggling with an eating disorder or someone who wants to be an actress or a YouTuber or whatever, um, what is some kind of advice that you would like to give them? Um, so I, for someone, you know, I would say don't give yourself guilt. Like the first thing I think is recognizing that that's not something you had control on and it's not your fault and it's okay. And it's not, absolutely your fault that you're going through this you know an eating disorder is something you don't choose to have and it's not about you're not someone that you know that only wants to have a good body or things like that you're not superficial it's something so much more than that and so just to know that it's okay and that there is help and that you can't you don't have to do this alone and that you're absolutely fine and you're absolutely okay and right to feel disappointed and bad and sad and confused because everyone does. So it's, it's everything that you can do. It's just taking small steps and it could be open up with someone or starting to look at some, you know, videos or starting to read something and understand that it's not your fault. Like really, if I could share, like open my heart to all those people and say like, you know, you're not wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just something that it's into you and it's, it wasn't your fault if you developed it. It's not. So that's something I want to say. And to someone that wants to be an actress or a YouTuber, I would say throw yourself into it. Like, I don't know, if you love acting, you know, watch actors 
doing interviews on acting on acting read some books or um, there is masterclass for example that i loved if you if you have some money on the side that you would like to spend it's so interesting because there is natalie portman someone else amazing actors that give classes and that's a really good start to understand kind of what you could do and with youtube i mean i was so scared too so i would say if you have a little idea just film yourself and do it and like it's only going to be positive and you know you don't have anything to lose hello beautiful listener and thank you so much for coming along the journey with us today and i hope that it left you feeling inspired uplifted and empowered if you'd like to join our online community, be sure to find us on Instagram at womensjourneys underscore. And you can also find me, your host, at Olivia Luna Healing. I hope to see you again soon. And if you like the episode, be sure to leave us a review if you feel called to. It would really help us a lot. And in the meantime, namaste and have a beautiful, beautiful day.